turned out to be a punk rocker. You know what I do? Warning. This podcast contains hot takes, cliched opinions and strong language. Welcome to Records and Bands. Forgive me if I get a bit emotional tonight, but... Oh, God. Well, you do remember when we said we'd do 12 of these and see how we feel, then they suddenly hundreds come in quickly, Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bit mad. Yeah, it's been good, yeah. though, isn't it? Yeah, it's been all right. Been all right. <laughs> yeah, it's been all right. Um, Shall we crack in? Crack yeah. on. Right. So, oh, welcome to a very special Records and Bands 100th episode. I'm Rob. That's Sam. Hello. And tonight, actually, it's not really that special, is it? We're just sort of turning the tables and I'm tackling in the 10 questions of doom. But before we get into that, I just want to say a quick thank you to... Everyone who's listened to the show, been on the show, messaged me to tell me I'm wrong about Queen. Although Both it's all, of them. I was going to say, it's always nice to hear from Dad. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you all very much. Um, 100 episodes, quite proud of that. So if you can go to the Patreon and give us a couple of quid, that'd be great. Make it worthwhile. Thank you very much. Um, we'll just crack on with the show, shall we? Do you want my uh, three favourite albums or artists first? Well, no, I don't. No. And that's... Not because I want you to hear you list off a load of Ben Folds records, but um, I'm the captain now, I'm afraid. So we're not doing the 10 questions. We're doing 10 questions, but not your 10 questions. We're doing 10 questions that I have prepared. Okay, now you've done some prep. Well, I tell you, you know what? This has been literally weeks in the making, and I was on time. So this is a very special episode. So, right. I have been out. I have been messaging people. Um, and incredibly, you're actually pretty well thought of in the podcasting world, which yeah. is weird because I know you're an arsehole. So. <laughs> I don't know where that comes from. I think I made some people cry. Uh, right, um, yes. And I think I might get into that bit later, but yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it always helps. Yeah, so I've gone out to... 10 of our guests who we've had on the show, and they have all sent you a question. Oh, wonderful. Right. So they're pretty wide ranging. I did say that it didn't have to be records and bands related, as in, like, not the show, records and bands generally, but it could be if they wanted to. Um, No one said no. So (laughs) thank you very um, much. Yes. So. I'm going to kick us off then and put you in the spotlight. This is a little. Just, shall we just break the kayfabe a little bit? You did forewarn me of this. I did, yes. A day ago, and you said his questions, but you're not allowed to know who they're from. Yes, exactly. So there's still some actual surprise in here that you might have figured some out um, from the questions. I, was, I wasn't going to tell you. I was just going to spring it on you, but then I thought that was a bit unfair because there's some quite in-depth questions. So... I'm going to kick us off with our first question um, from one of our absolute favorite guests and one of your favorite podcasts. So, Brian, uh, my week, my weekly mixtape has asked. Oh, excellent! What are three albums that people would be surprised to learn that you're a fan of, and why? Right. This is difficult because I tend to see my music taste is like 
fairly mainstream and i know we've had a conversation where you're like well it isn't and i'm like well <laughs> to me it is um but to me it's always like well if he likes neil young of course he's gonna like body count right yeah because it's not surprising to me so it's probably easier to tell you about some that i should like but i don't but that's not okay. the game that no but that's not the game we're playing so all right what, okay okay so I'm going to try and be clever and work some actual music into this. Oh, there we go. Right. I'm not in charge of this bit. I'm just asking no. questions for yeah. the for the listener. Right. So I don't usually do musicals, but I'm going to roll these three into one of the choices. So Jungle Book, Moana, and Greatest Showman are mm. all great. That, call that one choice, but I think that's just because of the memories associated with it. So, listening to Moana to settle Lil down in a tent on Dartmoor in the middle of a thunderstorm. Um, and it's similar for the other two, but like the Moana soundtrack, but like it's the Manuel Miranda of Hamilton, isn't it? He's um, a fucking genius, isn't, isn't he? he? Yeah. <laughs> but also, it's got the rock on it. Yeah. He wraps away. Um, Flight of the Concords Boy is on it. Yeah. And. It's just a lot of fun, and it doesn't have the annoyance factor of, say, let it go. Yeah. It's a good tune, though, isn't it? It is. <laughs> we'll just let this go a minute. Yeah. Um, also, on uh, Greatest Showman, when there was at primary school, probably uh, year five, uh, we wrote a parody of Rewrite the Stars. You know, the one that... Um, Zendaya does with my favourite person in the whole world, Zac Efron. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and we called it Reheat the Pies. Oh, yes, nice. Yeah, good, good. And honestly, over about a month, every day, we were working out the new line. It's like, well, that doesn't quite scan. It doesn't quite rhyme. Mm. So what if, we nice. re- what if we reheat the pies, say they're made from gravy? Nice. Yeah. yeah. But for, for that choice, we'll, we'll go with Moana. Yep. Nice. Right. So the second one is this. Do you know that? No. No, I don't know this. So, I'm on the record about Beyonce. um, Mm -hmm. And I absolutely love I Am Sasha Fierce, but I think it's perfect 10 out of 10 record, five stars, whatever you want. Um, it's the first one that me and Lil shared. Or I said, like, oh, you might like this. And she did. But I think I've spoken too much about Beyonce for it to be a surprise. Uh, so, Tapestry by Carol King. Right. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Every, every song on it is amazing. And, like, out of all the records that I rated out of Mum and Dad's Loft, whether it was, like, <laughs> Pink Floyd or Deep Purple, it's this one that's really stuck around. Didn't someone put the boot into this record on our podcast recently? No, um, I think it was Paul said it, how much he loved it. Oh, yes, that's right, yeah. yes. Um, but yeah, I like, I love it from beginning to end. Mm. Like, There's so many songs on there that you know, but you, if you don't know the record, you might not actually associate with her so that you've got a friend, the James Taylor yeah. song. Yeah, you yeah. Um, you Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman. This one, um, yeah. And it's, I love it. I love it not just because it's in the, like, in everyone's 
top 20 albums of all time because it should be but it genuinely is one of my favorite albums and like if someone said you can never listen to that again i'd be genuinely upset yeah that surprised me that so that is definitely hit the mark right. for brian's and question the last one is this It's Kanye. Right. Um, and it's, it's really difficult because like, all my stuff is guitar, bass and drums and rock adjacent and like the biggest deviation from all of that would be Bjork normally. Mm. Um, or the first big deviation with Bjork. Um, but most people who are into proper music like Bjork, don't they? Or at least respect her as an artist, I think. Um, <laughs> what does that say about me? But <laughs> I don't know. Um I think since doing the podcast, the two records that really surprised me, all that I've got into, like, is the Kanye West stuff and, like, the Jay-Z Unplugged album. Yeah. Um, and I was surprised how much I got into Kanye, and I know we're not meant to talk about him. I, I think you can talk about him. Yeah. It's just very problematic, isn't it? It is, yeah. <laughs> but, like, out of all of his records, this is the one that really, like, stuck with me and it's yay it's one with yeah. uh, I hate I hate being bipolar it's awesome on the yeah, yeah yeah um and I just think it's a really good snapshot of Kanye at that point he's clearly struggling with something and you get the impression that it could go either way and clearly we know which way he went yeah um but yeah I think people will be surprised not necessarily by Kanye me picking Kanye after because I have spoken about him mm. but like this record in particular yeah I think it's a really good record Yes, it is. Yeah, it's one that we've we've listened to. Well, we sort of spoke about before, didn't we? Um, <laughs> but yeah, good record. But yeah, no, I, I get where you've uh, come from that because you are very uh, drum kit, bass, and guitar most of the time, which is fine. You know, nothing wrong yeah. with that at all. Um, but yes, that's three good choices there, and it's kind of worked because I was a bit surprised. I I, I knew you liked the Moana stuff. Mm. But um okay, so our next question um comes from uh again one of your favorite podcasts, one of your favorite podcasters, um, and one of mine to be fair. Um so this is from Jamie, the talking dad. Oh, lovely Jamie. Lovely Jamie. Um if you could spend 30 minutes and it's 30 minutes with a band or artist, who would it be and why? This might be a surprise for you. So I'm gonna play a song. It's Ray Capo from Shelter. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Um, I just want to hear his story firsthand, like from coming up in that hardcore scene, making records, um, starting record labels like Revelation that signed up at uh, Sick of It All. Um, and then he becomes a Harry, a Harry Krishna and goes off and mm. lives as a monk for six and a half years. And then how he squares that now into having a family and doing his yoga retreats and his spiritual teachings. Yeah. And it's not that Shelter are my favourite band. Like, I think they're cool. Um, and I'm not into the Hare Krishna stuff, but I think it'd just be a cool story to hear from the horse's mouth. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. It's really um, odd. Shelter are a band. They get quite a lot of airtime on this podcast. 
for like, me. <laughs> yeah, but like for a band that you, which is it's fine, not not having a pop, but like you know what I mean. They like they they do come up quite a bit. Shelter. Yeah. Because they're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was thinking like maybe Neil Young, but then he's probably a miserable sod. And then Ben Folds and Eddie Vedder, I'd probably just fanboy all over. Um, and there's just too much I would want to talk to him. I don't think I'd cope with it very well. So yeah, yeah. I'd have a chat with Raganath. Nice. That's the name he goes as now. So quick coffee. There we go. And uh, on you go. Bit of yoga. Bit yeah. Of, bit of meditation will be all right. I bet that play out a minute and then fade it out. Cool. Right. Okay. So, um, slightly talking dad adjacent. Um, our next question was from Aaron, uh, Last Jedi on the Left podcast. Um, really like Aaron. Good guy. Um, and he was very quick as well to come back with a question for you. Um, so, Aaron wants to know who are the one band you never got to see but wish you had? It's The Doors. Okay. Like, even though now when I listen to them, like, their good stuff is really, really good. I think I've said before, like, the bad stuff can be. Mm. If it's not really, really good, it's pretty terrible, I think. But I think seeing them quite early on at the whiskey or. Mm like that big Hollywood Bowl show that they did, like a proper spiritual experience, even without all the drugs. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's loads I could have chosen. Uh, Guns N' Roses, Neil Young, Soundgarden. Um, I could have gone with the Pixies, but there's still the chance I could come around. Yeah. I've seen I've seen Frank Black, so I'm not sure if that counts or not. Um, Alice in Chains with Lane Staley would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I know it sounds weird, but when he was like, strung out and just in like that mesmerizing stage presence full on rock star mode but still being like completely open and vulnerable and yeah. just just being a cool motherfucker like basically <laughs> um i think there have been some really special shows but um yeah i think the big one really it's not one that i would have had the opportunity to see because like done and dusted before i was born yeah no chance of seeing them old and fat and doing a cash in like smashing pumpkins or no. the pixies or whoever um that's what all these bands are doing nowadays but yeah so i, I'd ki- I'd, I would kill to see the doors in their prime jim morrison in like full-on sex god lizard king mode yeah um and i think just like you listen to some of the live stuff and like some of the stuff that the band are just like working off each other but they're all tripping major ball sack at the same time <laughs> I just think it'd be I think it'd be sensational yeah like. no I get that I get that um sub question from me I, I watched a bit of Glastonbury last weekend or this weekend wherever it was um and watching some of the bands so I watched, watched a bit of Guns N' Roses and I watched a bit of Blondie um even Elton to a degree, but not so much. Mainly G and R and Blondie, and they Guns N' Roses are pretty good. They're a good band. Axel kind of hit bit and miss, but it goes to show. And this is this does sound a little bit crass, but it does just goes to show that sometimes, and maybe most of the time, rock and roll it's not meant to last forever. Like I'm not saying no. that they should all, you know die young and and all that sort of thing and not not at all but 
I, I do think these bands have a shelf life. I know that's easy for me to say when it's not like, you know, no one's offering, no one's going to be offering me at 65, his $10 million, get the barrels back together. No one's going to be doing that, right? But I just think you sort of watch it and you think like, it's hard not to remember bands in their prime, isn't it? Mm. When you see them. Um, but yeah, it just made me think. And the yeah, The Doors is, is probably a good example of like, burn bright and then it's gone very rock and roll and very cool and, and very like, cool yeah. yeah very cool like so um okay coming up next then um one of our guests who i would say he's a very good friend of mine i'd probably say you and i consider him a pretty good friend um so this next question comes from from clint who we had on to talk about pearl jam yeah yield think yield yes and we yeah. spoke for like three weeks about it <laughs> um so clint wants to know what is it about that seattle scene that had such a profound effect on you um there's that meme that goes around isn't there with like the cassettes and it's got like both the the uh, uh guns and roses your illusion albums and um metallic's black album never mind blood sugar sex magic 10 bad motor finger and it's like all these were released within six six weeks of each other, yeah, or something like that. I might imagine that what a year, but this I'm going to play in now was the biggest hit of that year. <laughs> Sorry, that's volume has gone weird. Then can you still hear that? Right, mm -hmm. so that was the biggest hit of that year. So if you think about all the other available options, like if you look back, it feels like it was a golden age, mm. like 90, 91 to 93, but it wasn't really. Mm. Like it was quite a lot of really bad haste music or there was like a weird reggae revival with the first ring, the first incarnation of Shaggy in O'Carolina. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Pato Banton, Chacodemus and Pliers, um, or take that E17, Boyzone, Eternal. Yeah, and like I said, this was the biggest hit of 1991, and it's a great tune, isn't it? But it is a not, great tune. Yeah, it's not Jesus Christ posed. It's not even flow, and it's not this. Don't know this, Brian Adams. Yeah, what? you do. <laughs> you know this one, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course you do. And it, it, it just felt like it was mine, like everything else has been handed down to me. And yeah, I guess it was like equal parts accessible in that, oh, I could do that one day. It seems easy enough. It seems easy enough. And unobtainable because of the immense amount of like talent that goes into making stuff sound so simple. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So like Nirvana, it does seem simple. It's like like quiet bit, quiet bit, they bit, they bit, quiet bit, and then like when you get into some of like his chord progressions and stuff. And Clint and I were texting about this. I think, um, mm. like, it's Brian Wilson levels of composition in places, and he never, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cobain never gets the credit for that, really. Um, and it's just like, yeah, stuff like that. That chord shouldn't go next. But it sounds really cool, so let's do it. Yeah. And then, yeah. I don't know. Other bands were like 
making stuff that sounded complicated and flaunting it. And like, you mm. could never be as co- make music as complicated as we can or as big as we can. And all the Sa- Seattle bands were like, fuck it, why can't you? Yeah. Um, not like I ever really got into the bands and that. Um, another part of the question, I suppose, is why did it stick? And that kind of goes back to it being mine and being loyal to those bands and not selling out yeah. and all of that. And it's also that some of those bands, well, lots of those bands, kind of led me onto other stuff. So, like, Pearl Jam took me onto Neil Young, Soundgarden took me into Sabbath. Um, Alice in Chains toured with Kiss. Not that I listened to Kiss a lot, but. Um, yeah. Like, even Therapy went on tour with Helmet, who were sort of like grunge adjacent. But it's all yeah, sort yeah, of. Yeah. You didn't really have to look too far for the next thing. It just kind of kept feeding itself. And it's all kind of related, sort of. And. It's just all really good. It's all really good, all of it. Even the bands that yeah. came after, most of them are at least good. Maybe not Creed or Nickelback, like, but it can't all be gold. And yeah, Nickelback, right? Of fucking hell, they've sold some records. I know it's mental, <laughs> isn't it? But yeah, it's probably just like timing and accessibility. And I think, to be fair, if Leon didn't have MTV and a splitter cable, I could probably be telling you why Informer by Snow is the greatest song ever written. <laughs> Informer. Yeah, yeah. A good tune, yeah. though, isn't it? That, to be fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, when everything else is Brian Adams and take that, and then that mm. comes along. Yeah, fair. It certainly grabs you. Um, so... We've got a slight, slight change of pace for the next couple of questions, um, but this is this is a fun one. So this is uh, from your again your good friends at the Damn It Vince podcast. I know you've you've guessed it on there, and I was hoping they were would ask this question, and they did. Um, so, what is the best wrestling entrance music ever? Ever, mm. ever's a big show. Isn't and it? caveat to this. He tells me there is a right answer. So I yeah. gonna get the right answer. He's well, also told me what you're gonna say. So Yeah, he knows what I'm yeah, and I think you know what I'm gonna say. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I'm gonna say this. Mm. Is that not what you thought I was gonna say? Nope. Right. For me, wrestling is for kids. <laughs> Right. right, or making forty-four-year-old men remember what it was like to be a kid again. And this <laughs> last year, when I got back into the wrestling, Sami Zayn has given me nothing but unbridled joy every single time he's been on that screen. Yeah, and this is where I might get emotional when I hear his music going. Like I'm just bouncing away on the sofa like an eleven-year-old boy, and I know it's not true. I know it's like an eleven-year-old boy because Isaac is doing exactly the same next to me. Yeah, and like it's joyous and it just makes me so happy and like the year that man's had yeah it's sensational and yeah i just go straight to that elimination chamber match against roman reigns where he's getting that stand innovation just for, like, hey. walking out and he's yeah just yeah never yeah. ending but like the thing with wrestling with wrestling music is like you rarely need the whole song so it's like glass smash mm. massive pop here's steve austin yeah and you can't hear the tune because everyone's yeah going fucking mad like um I'm just... this is great by the way yeah what it's one this is like um few honorable mentions Sammy, to be fair yeah few honorable mentions 
Um, Celtic Invasion, Becky Lynch. I sent that to you yesterday. The drums on that are phenomenal. Yeah. They're absolutely outstanding. They're absolutely mental. Um, you boys all reckon I was going to say Seth Rollins. We did, yeah. I do think Seth Rollins is the best wrestler in the WWE by a long he's way. Great. I think he's an absolute strutting peacock. Yeah. And I reckon he, well, no, I know for a fact he acts the prick brilliant. He yeah. acts like a complete prick. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah, fucking yeah. love him for it. Sorry, this isn't a wrestling podcast, is it? <laughs> we, it's fine. When he when he comes on, me and the boy and now even the girl, we're all giving it that, you know. Yeah. You know. Conducting the crowd. Conducting like, the crowd. Yeah. And... Um, you're not you're going to like this at all, I don't think. But the Roman Reigns is a bit meh. You know, there's head of the table one. Yeah. But yeah, like the grand piano, the grand piano at WrestleMania was was yeah. amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, some of the other ones that get the biggest pop in our house, Edges, Do You Think You Know Me? Yeah, and then yeah, 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 very goes cool. into like full on Scott Stapp already Vedder impression, doesn't it? Real grungy and horrible. Mm. Uh, obviously, the the girl one does. This is my brutality. Oh uh, yeah, Ripley. Yeah, um, Isaac goes absolutely tits when Randy Orton's music comes on, <laughs> and that's an all timer as well because you like it's like you immediately know who's coming out and yeah. your body reacts before your brain recognises who it is. So, like, you get that bong with Taker. Yeah. And yeah, you yeah, know yeah. it's him. Um, and then, if you smell, it's mm. ubiquitous, if that is a word. Like, yeah. you just know exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't even need the music on some of it. You just get that. Um, even John Cena. Ba, ba, da, ba. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's great. But, like, like I said, after this last year of getting into it again regular and watching this and yeah you won't I didn't I thought you would guess it would be this one but. well I, I thought you would say Seth Rollins yeah. as did um, what's the guy's name who does the Damn It Vince podcast Ellis so as, as did Ellis he thought his, yeah. it would be that so, however but, yeah. it is the wrong answer the well, right answer is uh, Sexy Boy HBK that, that, that is an honourable mention um, I will just say that like whenever I hear this, it just makes me smile because it's Sami Zayn and he's great, yeah. and that song's great, and wrestling is fucking great. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, so we've got a little two-parter coming up next, and I think you've already worked out who this one might be from. Um, so our very good friends, and again another podcast that you've been on, um, the guys at a hundred things we've learned from film. Again, I think there's a right answer to this. He didn't. They didn't specify one, but they want to know what is the best film soundtrack, and they would also like to know what's the sexiest bit of a dolphin. Blowholes. <laughs> Easy, isn't it? <laughs> we'll leave that. I won't explain that. There's no need. That, 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 that's a me and Planty joke. We won't go into that. Right. Um, so, but... come on, best soundtrack. Right, I'm going to press play on this. Right. If so, I don't hear Age of Aquarius now, you got right. me. Yeah, you're wrong. The Crow is just sensational. Mm-hmm. And Singles is like a snapshot of Seattle in 1991 with a bit of Hendrix chucked in. It's got like my favourite Smashing Pumpkins track on it too. But Into the Wild, Eddie Vedder. Mm-hmm. From Sean Penn's movie. And it's just perfect for the film. And it wasn't like, I'm making a film what you've got. Like, everything is specifically written after Eddie Vedder saw a rough cut of the movie. So it's, by default, it's, like, really cinematic. And it yeah. really speaks to each scene. 
Um, and yeah, it comes a lot with, a lot with me because it's like, um, yeah, stuff like this comes up with me because it's like it's stripped back and it's vulnerable and it connects deeply with the character and the story and the film, um, which in itself is like a wonderful ab- adaptation of Krakauer's book. Yeah, and like, which tells the story of uh, uh, Krakauer's book, which tells the story of uh, Chris McCandless, and like when we were kids, kids like late teens, we had heard about this Alexander Supertramp guy who had yeah, gone yeah, yeah. just like given all the savings to charity and just uh, went walkabout and then he was like found dead in this bus in Alaska um, and, but yeah that book and that story is really one of those like major factors in me being me yeah so like you know that wanderlust that fuck it I'm going to New Zealand or hey Hazel fancy taking a week old baby up to Scotland to live because this <laughs> job might be cool I, yeah I think because I've got that that yeah, the wanderlust, the like, fuck it, exploring just for the sake of exploring. Yeah, yeah, I've got yeah, yeah. that in me that I think. There, that's like, like, I think that's 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 in me, like it is with Chris McCandless. And then, right in the film, you get all these genuine connections between the character, the person, and like the new places and the people he runs into. And this soundtrack just makes me want to go wandering and yeah. find new people and find new places and. Yeah, but it's a whole package. It's the movie and the book and the album yeah, that yeah, complement yeah. each other. And it's like not one of those. Oh, the movie isn't as good as the book, is it? But uh, I'm getting into film stuff that Planty does. So um, yeah. Planty can have the film podcast, and we'll carry on with this. <laughs> but yeah, there you go. Into the wild. Eddie I I thought this would be your answer, and for what it's worth, this is Pearl Jam's best album <laughs> by a mile, by an absolute mile. It's brilliant. It's that's a really good record that is that is so good in it yeah even me who's not that in like i don't really like eddie vedder's voice overly but that is a very good very good record that um but again you're wrong forrest gump has the best soundtrack ever that's what planty reckons as well when i asked yeah, him when he's, he came he's, on. he's right <laughs> although that I, I don't know i'm not too i'm not that soundtracky um but that feels like a collection of songs rather than mm. sound, like that Eddie Vedder one is a soundtrack, isn't it? That's it's almost all it's the almost film. a score with singing. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really think you should listen to the Alex Turner Submarine record. Yeah, you've said that before. I've not been uh, to it yet. Yeah, it's similar, really. Kind, kind of in the sense that it's written for it, and um, yeah, that's really good. Um, nice. Okay, so sort of into the towards the back end yeah Um, seven already is it seven already yes um so again i i've been on this guy's podcast too actually so he's my friend too so fuck you um so chris at super fancast wants to know um and i'm gonna i haven't read this to you but i'm I'm going to read this to you because i feel it deserves the whole of his quote in in full so he says, I want to know from Rob. He's been doing a million different podcasts for a few years now, and no one works harder than him at it. And I want to know what does he love most about podcasting? Right. You paid these people. No, I haven't. No. <laughs> I'm just fucking everywhere. I think that's the problem. I don't leave no. him alone. That's what it is. <laughs> it, it, 
It's not that I work harder. I just uh, crop up in different places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got Hermione's time turner. <laughs> nice. There's yeah. a reference for a rock That's, and roll podcast. I like that. That's good, that. Um, if you had asked me this a year ago, I would have said, oh, you know, I, I get to be creative and make something that wouldn't be there and there's no gatekeepers and it's the last bastion of, poke, uh, of punk rock and all of that bullshit, which isn't really bullshit. It is kind of true and I do kind of believe it. But this is what I absolutely fucking love the most. And I'm the, I found a song to suit it. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Nice. I love that me and you text most days about podcasts. Yeah. Right. Me too. That didn't happen. That didn't happen before. No, you don't. You fucking hate it. No, no. <laughs> right. No, it's all right. No, let, let, let me get through this because I'm, I'm. This is where I might get emotional. Right? Oh Christ! So yeah. So. <laughs> Cheers, Chris. Yeah, I love that we text most days, which didn't happen before we done the pod. Really, did it? No. It was like Christmas and birthdays and that sort of thing. I love that we make shit together. Um, I love being back in Neon's orbit. I don't think that would have happened without having a podcast to purse together. I love that I make shit with Jamie. I love that that came about because someone on his podcast went to a gig that I went to way back when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and now he's like my go-to man for new ideas and projects. It's, you know, he is my pod wife, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's my pals. It's my mate. It's, it's the people I've never met in person. It's the people who see the world the same way that I do. Who are working hard on stuff that they think is cool or funny or important. Um, they validate my stuff, not because like my stuff deserves it, but because they know how much work goes into it. Yeah. And I think they respect it. Oh. Um, and like they're all, all of them, they're all talented and dedicated and funny and kind and they're cool as fuck. Um, so, like, Ian, I'm going to forget people, I'm sure. Like, so. Ian, Joe, Planty, Ellis, John, Other John, Them Lot, it, Modern Escapism, Joy Sonia, um, Chris, Dean, if that is your real name. Um, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Like you're, you're an absolute bunch of pricks, but I love you all. The, the, I, the, absolutely, I absolutely adore them all. And yeah, the, it's just what an amazing group of people to be. Yeah, I, I, adjacent to, to be honest, um, or everyone who I've ever done anything podcast-wise with. Yeah, thank you very much for for putting up with my shit. Nice. Um, I, I so I turn this crap song off now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you could have gone for you got a friend in me or something. I don't know. Um, well, that sounded a bit too on the nose, really. And I thought I'd go with these. The, yeah. Um. Yeah. Just uh, not that again. Not that it needs validation. Um. You know, like you said. This is very much your brainchild, and I think that shows because you work hard at it, and you know it's really cool. Like you said, we hang out, we, we chat bollocks, we you know. Um, it it kind of struck me a little bit. I went back to find a message that you had sent me, and I was like, "And you fucking hell, yeah." And it's all bollocks, but you know, yeah, that's fine. Um, and for, and for what it's worth, everybody who I probably should have saved this question for last. Actually, that would have made more sense. Um. But everyone who I spoke to, like I said at the top of the, the of the pod, were straight in. Yeah, on it. I'll I'll sort that out for you. And 
I know there's people I've missed off that list, um, but I'm sure they would have been exactly the same. But yeah, cool. And it's interesting mm. because like um, the internet and like internet communities can be so extremely divisive and so like volatile and destructive, if you will. It's really cool that like you've got that mm. little group of like-minded people who you wouldn't Make have found. stuff instead of tear shit down. Yeah, like... yeah, that's it. And like, I think that's really cool. And I think, yeah, I think you're uh, quite well respected yourself in in this field. Um, I'm not dying. Well, no, true. Right, I'm gonna <laughs> go for a piss, and then right, I'll be back. Just two minutes. Cool. All right. So next question. Are you well? I am so well. I have a question from Paul McCain at the Dear Bastard podcast, something that you you found, you shared with me. I enjoyed greatly on a horrible, horrible train ride back from Reading. It's such a good show, it's isn't it? It's very, very good. I mean, they're all great, like, and- it's these podcasts, podcasts that we've had on tonight, but Dear Bastard is very good, I must say. He's won awards, like comedy awards in New Zealand and stuff. But yeah, they're really, really good. Yeah. Um, He wants to know, and I must say, Paul sent through a whole list of questions, which I will maybe send to you and you can do a little solo thing on it so they don't go completely to waste. But I had to narrow it down to one. Um, And Paul wants to know, if you were trapped in an elevator, lift, whatever, um, what is the worst song that could be stuck on repeat? Well, the obvious one is obviously Aerosmith loving an elevator. Very true. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, other ones potential for making me want to hurt myself <laughs> are um, Clocks by Coldplay. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I particularly hate that one. I think Place Your Hands by Reef could get old quite quickly. Mm. Which yeah. is a weird pull, but it's one that came to mind when I saw this. Um, and absolutely anything by Cooler Shaker, <laughs> even the big hit. One of yeah, what what the Deep Purple cover? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I am going with this. It's got to be Radio Gaga, isn't it? Because I can, what number one, I can't let episode one hundred go by without checking some shit at Queen. But let's be fair, it is a terrible song. And then all of that clap clap hands in the air bullshit that goes along with it. That's this annoying. Is, this is It's just nonsense, right? And they think they're really, really clever singing about the power of radio on the radio, but it's pack and it's a terrible song. And I haven't got much more to say about it because it's just really terrible and I hate the song entirely. It's, I think it's everything I hate about Queen is encapsulated in this song and it's fucking terrible and I want to turn it off. I'm going to turn it off. I've heard enough. There we go. That you was, can tell uh... me why I'm wrong if you want. but No, no, I quite but like Paul, it. I... For, but Paul, thank you very much for the question. I just, yeah. Um, Have to uh, yeah, chuck Queen it, under the bus at some point. Oh, that's all right. Um, I just want to revisit something quickly that annoys the piss out of me. And I feel I can say this to you because if I say it to anyone else, I look like a twat. Um, Reef, right? Yeah. Place your hands on. Yeah. Yeah. Why do fucking bands who cover it insist on singing Put Your Hands Up? Do they? Yeah. I've seen a couple of bands and they sing 
put you know put One, your hands get... up put your and I'm like, that's not the fucking lyrics mate fuck off yeah. that annoys me i've seen a couple of bands do that and like i don't like reef i don't i don't fucking care but yeah replenish that first album really fucking cool record like Mm. Yeah, really yeah. good record that first one. Yeah. If you're gonna cover songs, at least get the fucking lyrics right. It's not like it's a, you know. Also, were you expecting a Cooler Shaker reference tonight? No, I wasn't actually. No, saw no. them at V one year. Nice. They were terrible. <laughs> we're, I, did, uh... I think I was waiting for another band, or they were on. Mm. I think they might have been on before Supergrass or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah anyway. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so. This is the last of the scheduled questions, and I've got mm. one secret one that I've kept just okay. for me. Okay, and this is a brilliant question for what it's worth. And I, if I had had a bit of a quiet week, I might have had a stab at it myself. Um, so, Dean, uh, that F King guy, right? Cool guy. Lovely Dean. Lovely Dean. Coolest um, man on the internet. Well, um, possibly. <laughs> um, he has asked, and I have paraphrased a little here because uh, we had a bit of back and forth about it. But okay, essentially, fantasy band. There's a few caveats here. Four members have to be from different bands, mm. and you are making a four-track EP of pop music covers. Who's in the band? What are they covering? What a question! Over to you. Right before we get into this, I just want to say now that I know that this has come from Dean. Yeah. I'm wondering if he's missing his old format from his show where you can have six things, but they have to be six different things, and you can have an infinite <laughs> amount of them, but then you but then you take them to space and then you have to play them off against one each other. Right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, cool guy. Right. So this took some this took some digging. And I bet. Once I settled on the band, I then got into the songs. But every time I changed my mind about a song, I had to change the member of the band. Mm. Because it just wouldn't work. So it's a uh, musical Rubik's Cube. It's a cunt is what it is. <laughs> you sworn more than me tonight for what it's Yeah, like. no, I know. Yeah. So, it does have to work as a band. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, it yeah, it yeah. can't just be like, I'll have him. Like, you can't have Kerry King, Karen Carpenter playing drums, Matt Freeman on bass and Eminem, because that's not going to work. Mm, I'd buy that <laughs> record. <laughs> so... I am going to go with... You can't have the transplants either, for, no. for again, That's for what it's a band. No, 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 no. Um, I reckon you're going to go, who, 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 who? Oh, Christ. Oh. There we go. So you'll wear flannel. <laughs> <laughs> so, I am going to go with Chris Collingwood from Fountains of Wayne on guitar and vocals. Yeah. Also on guitar and vocals... I'm going with Bill Yanovitz from Buffalo Tom. Okay, yeah. Um, because he knows his way around a chorus, and they've done, they've always done like cool stuff with two singers sharing the vocals. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he's like the one songwriter I know who can put a haiku in a chorus, and then right. in the second, and then in the second half of the chorus, brag about putting a haiku in the chorus. Nice, yeah, 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 yeah. I like so, that. She's a tangerine made in California. She's a soul filet. That's just a little haiku to say how much I like you. Drain your fit dreams away, or dra drain your fears away. Not bad. That's pretty good going. That is like, um, I mean, it's not same old shit, just a different occasion. But you know, it's not, not right. quite, is it? <laughs> um, Kim Deal on bass because and backing vocals because she knows her way around harmonies and she's got all that on the stage swagger. I'm presuming we're playing this live. Yeah, why not? Yeah, you know. Um, 
And the Pixies wouldn't be the Pixies without her. Fair, yeah. I think she's fucking amazing. When me and Leon did like the All About the Bass episode, it was like, pick your favorite bassist. Bang, number one. Hmm. I picked her, Nikki Wire, and Def McKagan. And not because they're great bass players, but just because they got that style on stage. They just You've got a lot of wrong great. answers tonight, because that's Matt Freeman, isn't it? <laughs> no, he's probably technically the best bass player, isn't he? But, you know, I'm just going on swagger, you know? So um, here's a left field one for you. Oh, go on. On, on the drums. Yeah. Ben Folds. <sighs> ben Folds was originally a drummer. He got a scholar- oh, okay. scho- scholarship for university for percussion. Why? Right. That is a lot. Um, and then what, but... I've also got him like drums slash arrangements. Mm-hmm. Because like he's such a genius, like he can make a great, great arrangement for men. If and he's already done covers of like, um, uh, in between days, the um, the Cure song, uh, "Get Your Hands Off of My Woman, Motherfucker" by the Darkness. Ben Folds a version of that. Um, there's a whole acapella album he did with University, like Glee Clubs. Oh uh, right, yeah. So yeah. He's, he's helped out with arrangements on that, and then. When he's on tour, he does rock this bitch where he just writes a song on the spot. Yeah, but yeah, he yeah. also he also does that with a full philharmonic orchestra. Nice. So, like, can you imagine the harmonies I get with all of them? It's pretty good. Yeah. Right. Not bad. Not bad. And you, but that you is left that, field though. Yeah, but you say they have to cover pop hits. Mm-hmm. No. Well, I don't. Your oh. friend Dean does. Right. When you say pop hits, I'm going to have to sort of go way back and your definition of pop might need to be a little bit in the yeah. wind. So this is the first one we're going to do. Yeah, this is a pop song. It's a great pop song. This is a spoiler for a show later on in the year, but this is was the song that the band were playing in Chico's Bar and Grill in Queenstown when Hazel dropped the greatest pickup line in the, hist- in the history of pickup lines on me. Look, you either want me or you don't. Fair, yeah, Fair. nice. Um, and it's a cool song that if a pub band in New Zealand can knock out, then this band I put together should make a decent job of it. Yeah. Good show. And there's enough going on for like all four different vocalists to be doing stuff. Yeah, yeah, Everyone's yeah. busy, everyone gets to shine. It's really, really cool. So then the next one is a weird one, I reckon. I'll let that fade so I can fade that out. Now I'm going to turn this up a little bit so you can hear it. The next one is this. Hmm. This is a great song. This is Lisa Loeb, Stay, I Missed You. This is really, really weird because I've been listening to the... Um, newfound glory from sounds of the screen or something like that which is them doing covers of songs from films yeah this is what a great song from i don't know no i can't remember um but it's just one of those songs that i absolutely love and i really really should hate it like it's you know but it's just a really really good pop song and when it, it gets yeah. going later on there's harmonies going on in there and like her vocals are all layered so again this band they should do it but yeah, it's a bit schmaltzy and it's a bit on the nose, isn't it? But it's pop music. It's great. It, it's a great song. It's from Reality Bites. Is it? Of course it is. Of course it is, yeah. And it's a bit... Um, so turn the radio on, turn the radio up. That bit. Yeah, oh, that It's bit. great. Yeah, yeah, Love yeah. is in love and the others run away. Yeah, good song. Good choice yeah, there. brilliant. Right. This bit. Mm. 
I love it. I don't know why I love it so much, though. So it is yeah. one of my, my favourite not Rob songs, so I wouldn't probably wouldn't tell people like this. There you go. There's about three vocals layered in that bit. Like yeah, yeah, three yeah, or four yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is really cool. Anyway, we'll move on because time's moving on. So... Another. I'm sorry, equally as good as that, that is also, but I think you this band could probably do is Kiss Me. Yes, Six yeah, Months Richer. Similar vibe, isn't it? So, Slightly different, but. Another choice I had that was going to be in this slot, there was two. There was going to, it could have been Damn, I Wish I Was Your Lover by Sophie B. Hawkins. I don't think I know that. Oh, wonderful. Um, I was thinking maybe Borderline by Madonna. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Crush by Jennifer Page. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's all, but I've gone with that. So the next one is also a me and Hazel song. Um, I don't know. If you, you should know this. Everything is Being here is Every day. Don't think I know this. This is Mary's Prayer by Danny Wilson. Right. Okay. So it's another like me and Hazel song. The, like the regular band in Morrison's Irish Bar in Queenstown used to cover it. Sam and Mark, I think they were called, um, amongst others. But it's just a really cool pop song from the mm. 80s. Um, that drum kicking in there is beautiful. Mm. Just, mm. I think I do know this. Yeah, you, when it gets to the chorus, you'll get there. So over this one, I know every other song from the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really like that they're a band with a person's name but no one in the band has that name mm. all the best bands are like that though aren't they <laughs> here we go that yeah yeah in it massive chorus like. yeah 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 um i also really like that one of the boys i work with is called danny wilson and when i first met him um, he's like, um, all right, I'm Danny. I was like, oh, nice to meet you, Danny. What's, what's your surname? We're not going to put his name in my phone. I was like, what, what, what's your surname? He's like, um, Wilson. Uh, your name's Danny Wilson? Yeah. Mary's Prayer. Do what? <laughs> you don't have a fucking clue, like, so. Yeah, I'm not surprised, though. That's niche, isn't it? Is it not? I think, I think this is a massive hit. Yeah. I could have named the band all the song, title of the song. I put this on about four times a week and me and Hazel just dance in the kitchen to it. <laughs> it's, 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 it's amazing. If I say 10 Hail Marys, leave a light on in heaven for me. Oh, It's just popping its, so, its glory. Anyway, I've got some lyrics on the last one because I don't think you're going to... I don't think people know that this next song is quite as great as it is lyrically okay okay and this might tip me over the edge because i'm like gone 40 and i'm feeling a bit emotional and okay yeah i'm just not out of i'm not in a great place i've, I've had a few tough weeks i'm not very well but <laughs> so these are the lyrics of this song you stop me when you know what the song is okay you have so many relationships in this life, only one or two will last. You go through all the pain and strife, and then you turn your back and they're gone so fast. So hold on to the ones who really care. In the end, they'll be the only ones there. And when you get old and start losing your hair, can you tell me who will still care? Any ideas? I don't know this. You no. don't know that. That's pretty good lyrics for like 
someone who's on the wrong side of 40 and is feeling a bit sorry for themselves and you know you ready yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that the lyrics to that's the, the lyrics to this and fuck man so it's unbought by handsome and yeah we all laugh and obviously we all fancied the girl one there we go yeah. and like yeah there was a girl one wasn't there no that's a, that's like, a boy yeah. <laughs> I think the lyrics are really good they're really good yeah. you know it's like passing the time and and then it just descends into nonsense after the chorus it's just absolute nonsense yeah, yeah, yeah. and the harmonies in there are brilliant as well yeah, but that yeah, band yeah. I put together so I might be about uh, dance make a fool of myself no make a fool of myself on uh, to our listener I've got it in my head somewhere that Barrington Wayne either wrote songs for Hanson or Stacy's mum was written for Hanson. All right. I don't know if that's right. I might be wrong there. I'm happy to be wrong. In my head, I've got a Fountain Wayne Hanson connection. And let's be honest, you can, it tracks, doesn't it? Almost like. And that that that's uh, you know, fans of Wayne are great. And they're a serious serious yeah. band. Who, but you know, yeah. So there you go, Dean. We've got that's brilliant. That, that band playing. Hey ya, stay by Lisa Loeb. Mary's prayer. Which if you don't know, you're a fool. And the wonderful Hampson. And I still fancy the girl one, regardless of what Sam says. What order would they be playing those tunes in? In or that order. In, in, in that, that order. order. So they oh, kick, nice. kick, yeah, yeah, kick yeah. up. We're talking about like a gig, but you said an EP, but oh, yeah, so, true. Yeah. yeah, so you kick it off with uh, Outcast, chill it down a bit for a little mini erection section, and then um, Danny Wilson takes it off and Umbot bring us home. Nice, oh, nice, there we go. Well, so nine that do I get us... to add one to the playlist or not? You do have to, but I oh, need to right ask you. I got one more to, to ask you, right? Um, and I haven't prepared you for this, but I, I received. A very nice message and a question from someone. Um, and they asked to remain nameless. But they have said, congratulations. So very sincere. Congratulations on making it to 100 episodes. How many episodes in did you realize that Nirvana were the only good band that ever come out of Seattle in the 90s? Am I allowed to get trying to have a guess who that is or not? Yeah, you you may, yeah. Is that for Mr. Trezins? No, no. Oh, Jason, Jason then. No, no, no. Fuck no. Go on. Well, he said he's been oh, on Oh, is our... it Adam? Is it Adam? No. No, no. fuck it up. He said he's been on our podcast twice, and he all he wanted to do was to get a nibble out of you, get a rise oh, out of you. Oh, fuck you, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Ding, there ding, you go. You can ding, have that. Ding, ding. Yeah, you can have that. Well done. Yeah. yeah. He messaged me. And I, I said to him, "Have you got a question?" And he said, "Give me five minutes." And I've that's what he came back with. for him tonight. There we go. Yeah. Um, and Eddie Vedder's had a mention, so there you go. Scott, you're an yes. asshole. Um, 
You wait until we get this record like label proper going, and you'll, I'll get him in his uh, band uniform of uh, ripped jeans and flannel shirt. <laughs> Pearl Jam t-shirt. I'm pretty sure he's got a flannel, you know. Um, so, yes, and I think it is only fair that you get to end tonight's podcast by adding a song to our playlist. I think that is a nice way to close. It's going to go out to space or into... You know, you know this shit. You've mm-hmm. asked it a thousand times. Um, before we, before you do say, I'd like to know: was this easy or hard to pick this? Because I think that I found it like ridiculously easy. It was like one and done for me, no problem at all. Um, but other people have turned over and over this one. I think if you had asked me maybe a month ago, I might have picked something else. And I think yeah. like where I am at the minute is maybe impacted on it, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I am picking Into My Arms by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Oh, okay. Which goes a little something like this. Do you know this one? Mm, don't know. It's off a of Boatman's Not Call. Not a massive Nick Cave guy, apart from Murder Ballads, but... This album's amazing. But... It's kind of like it's. I don't believe his voice is amazing on this. Um, yeah, it's kind of like an agnostic's gospel, in a way. Right. It's like he's saying like, I don't believe in God, but if he did, he better not hurt you. Right. You know. Um, and he's like, like, I don't believe in angels, but. If there's no angels, how come you're here walking among us? Because you're, you know, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he gets to get through a last verse, and he's like, "But I do believe in love," and that counts. And I'll be honest, like, like I said a couple of times, like, I'm not great at the minute. Don't have a lot of faith in society and humanity and whatever. But like, I do believe in the power of love and if the aliens are coming to find our time capsule or whatever then I think that needs to be represented um I do know this song so yeah sorry to interrupt you there yeah 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 right. but I think it hits me like because I feel like not that I could have written it because I'm not Nick Cave I'm not that good like but um <laughs> but again weird. it's like it, but it's that sim- simplicity that attainable simplicity that is actually mm. not because you don't have that yeah. massive talent but it's like it's a hundred percent how i feel about the important stuff like god and heaven and love and yeah, humanity yeah, yeah, yeah. and companionship and all of that and just to go back to my podcasting buddies um i did death is not the end with dean yeah um a little while ago now and it's all about telling uh telling a story from your life or part of your life or of your life kind of like a movie but you've got to sing track it with music so so the music fits like the narrative yeah 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 yeah. you know um and since i did that back in april um that was pretty deep and pretty emotional to be honest um and since then i'm finding a lot of connections and stuff that maybe i hadn't before and this Mm. is definitely one of those i've known this song for years and it's only been like the last few months it's really started to connect with me yeah and it's really simple and it's vulnerable and it's powerful and there's some beautiful lyrics in there and i don't know like i say a month ago it might have been something lighter um 
Yeah. yeah, I'm struggling a bit at the minute, so you get Nick Cave. There you go. Nice. I think that's a great song. I do know it. It's one of those, again, once that chorus Here came he comes. In. Here he comes. Yeah. And then he says, and then let's find a path that we can walk down every day and be together. It's, yeah, it's just... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's faith and hope and compassion and love and companionship all wrapped up in one three minutes yeah. loveliness and it can make you cry and also make you really like it can make you long for something but also be really grateful for what you've got yeah yeah i just think it's fucking amazing like and it's i know it's a different pace to some of the stuff we spoke to tonight i think that's but, the beauty of the playlist though isn't it yeah yeah um i would say i'll add it but i don't have access to the playlist so you'll have to add it yourself i'll do that <laughs> well I hope you've enjoyed being in the in the, uh, in the other chair this evening. Um, thank you to everybody who did send questions. Apologies to anyone I've missed who would have liked to have done, but get in touch for, I don't know, 150 or something. Christ. <laughs> um, but yeah, cheers. Yeah, that was fun, kind of, I hope. Um, I, I enjoyed it. We think we're going to have a bit of a short break for the rest of the summer i'm gonna do a few little things with mrs jones yes she's used to little things <laughs> so sam that's the joke about me having a tiny penis yes yeah, yeah and yeah, i think yeah. that's one thing that like the last hundred episodes have missed is jokes about my tiny penis so oh, we're gonna okay. need a lot more of them in the future because i think i i especially have a danger of taking this far too seriously sometimes <laughs> <laughs> so well yeah Links in the show notes, Patreon, website, socials, all of that. Um, thank you very much. Until next time, 101. I was Rob. That was Sam. That was Records and Bands? I don't know. I thought you were teed me up. No. I was for a goodbye. Yeah. Oh, sorry. See ya. And that was episode 100 of Records and Bands. Cheers. I think we're getting the hang of this, don't you? That went... Fucking bull!